Alrighty, hello again everyone and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 5th of December, 2023. Right, yeah, 2020. I got an email this morning. Let me see. Apparently I, uh, 10th, I don't know. I didn't go back and listen to it. But apparently I said that it was the 10th of December. I don't think I said that. I don't know. I was really drunk. No, I wasn't. Actually, I barely recorded anything yesterday because it was the, the whatever. Ah, Michelle writes in the email. I don't remember saying that. Look, I can't. I sound drunk now, but I am not. It's way too early to be this drunk. I mean, to be drunk. But no, I don't remember. I can't keep track of the date. I can't remember what day it is. I really have no idea, to be honest with you, what the hell is going on at any given moment. And so, yeah, you get occasional wrong. And if you're like sitting there going, oh, my God, did I miss a week? No, you didn't. It's just me. I pay attention to the minutia, and sometimes you miss the big picture. You miss the detail. So that's on me. Go ahead and call me out. All right, uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna be giving away. We're gonna do the book giveaway. I know I've been lax about that. So I will give away the uh, one of the books tomorrow. So if you haven't yet entered, you have until tomorrow to, uh, or you haven't. You have today to enter, today being Tuesday. So I'll give it away Wednesday, and then we'll do something else because i got to get something up for Christmas. But um, patreon.com slash Podcast or derekhunter.locals.com. Okay, I have to play you some audio. I find this absolutely amazing. <clears throat> it is, God, the left has no shame, no shame whatsoever. It's amazing to me how these people live with themselves. I really don't know how they do it. It's admirable. They should bottle it. They should, you know, uh, what was it? The other day, some left-wing organization, let me look this up, because some left-wing group pried something or other on Twitter. Of course, it's pride, pride, pride. pride. And then they're like the, the fragile little psyches that are ready to collapse on themselves. And like, wait a second, I thought you were going to have all, I thought you had all this pride. You're in everybody's face. You refuse to do this, that, and the other thing. And then suddenly somebody makes a comment based in reality and you become these little snowflakes that start to melt. Pride is the, uh, or Pride UK. Pride UK is LGBTQIA plus UK organization. And they put out just a meme says respecting a person's pronouns is suicide prevention respecting people's pronouns is suicide prevention let me put it to you again one more time respecting people a person's pronouns is suicide prevention now i would posit and i i responded this way and i tweeted it out to my followers i said uh If you're so fragile that someone recognizing reality could send you over the edge, get professional help ASAP. I don't want anybody to commit suicide. It's a horrible, horrible thing. Nobody should uh, do it. But you sit there 
And at a certain point, I have to pervert my reality. We all have to pervert our realities because somebody with mental issues may well react poorly to reality being acknowledged around them. That is insane. That is dangerous. That is stupid. And that is not the way a society can function. If you are so, and this is, again, goes back to what I always say about the left lives for the desperate acknowledgement, validation of them by other people. That's why, that's the only reason to put these videos out on TikTok. We're like, you don't understand my pronouns and you don't, I do this, that, and the other thing. And like, okay, I don't really care. You're kind of a jerk. You're a, a baby. You, you're insecure. You're a bit fascistic. I don't care what you do. You want to go have a little sexual fetish? Go ahead and have your weird sexual fetish. I couldn't care less. But you want to drag me into it. You want to force me to pretend that what isn't is because otherwise you might get upset. I'm sorry. You need help. Get help because I don't really care. Nobody should really care. It's like suddenly, oh, here comes George. Don't, don't talk about his problem. Don't talk about whatever. You can't do that. You can't live your life that way. You have to be an adult and you have to learn to deal with it things. If you're a dude with a mustache and a beard and a penis and you're wearing a dress, you are not a woman. Just the way of the... I'm sorry to say it. You can sit there and complain about the sun rising in the east all you want. God isn't going to hear your complaints and go, all right, I'll switch it to the north. All right, it'll rise in the north. It won't come in your bedroom window anymore. It won't wake you up before noon. Sorry about... No, reality is reality. I don't have to adjust my reality to suit your delusions. You have to deal with your delusions one way or another because reality rolls on whether you like it or not. And all of this coddling, and more importantly, all of this insistence of coddling, leads to things like that Nashville shooter whose manifesto we've only seen little snippets of, we're not allowed to, the tranny killer. And all these other people who have been confused sexually, confused biologically, confused by reality. Instead, these people are indulged. Rather than helped, these people are indulged, which helps nobody, which actually harms a lot of people. They're saying they're going, oh no, using proper pronouns is suicide prevention. No, 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 no. It's probably mass murder enabling, eventually. Now, it's, don't get me wrong, it's very rare that that happens amongst people. You know, most people can handle it, but there are some people who can't, just like some people are James Hodgkinson. Not very many, thank God, but there are some. We at least know of one. We know of other people who have been motivated to murder because of politics, usually left-wing politics, but it's because we're indulging them. They need to be called out. They need to be confronted. They need to be helped. Or at least, point. look, if somebody's this fragile, look, don't, don't mention Barry's penis because she will get upset. Wait a second. Uh, that's a bit problematic. Maybe Barry's on edge. Maybe Barry needs some professional help that's, because Barry's probably either going to kill himself or somebody else. Maybe we should try and help Barry 
because just pretending Barry has a vagina ain't going to help Barry very much. But the left on so many things is delusional. There's this new thing, this new trend going on. It's kind of funny, honestly. Members of the alphabet mafia. See, they, they, they're progr- progressives are progressives first, anything else a distant second. And these leftists have begun embracing the Quran. They're reading the Quran and they're posting these videos of themselves on TikTok where I'm sure the Chinese communist masters are laughing hysterically going, you're, you're gay. They'd, they'd kill you in like 20 minutes. Like, I want to, I want to, I would subscribe to the, uh, whatever streaming service offered the gay pilgrimage to Mecca shows. They'd be short lived, but still they would be enjoy, amusing, not enjoyable to watch, but amusing as hell colonization came through and changed the culture and changed the narrative and you can actually see that happen worldwide the united states did not start off homophobic and transphobic uganda didn't start off homophobic and transphobic the islamic world did not start off homophobic and transphobic and then people go oh yeah we'll point out a famous queer muslim how about rumi if you have religious trauma i am sorry i do too but guess what you don't get to ostracize me from the queer community because i'm actually finding god are you kidding me i'm having a beautiful moment with myself and y'all are just shitting on me and it's fucked up. I'd suggest that you start looking up some queer Muslims because there's a lot of them out there. The queer community is not a monolith. The Islamic community is not a monolith. Can you please just stop trying to perpetuate trauma onto people because you haven't dealt with it yourself? I get to have my own journey with religion. I get to have my own journey with religion. Sorry, I didn't set that up better or set it up really at all. I wanted to spring it on you because that's what you're dealing with here when you're dealing with these leftists. That is a trans woman, meaning a dude. He's got uh, five o'clock, six, maybe seven o'clock shadow, wearing uh, frilly earrings and a dress and all this crap, and sitting there going, talking about how he is uh, having a journey with religion and discovering the beauty of Islam. Wouldn't you pay to see this person and a whole bunch of other people conga line in their glitter dresses like they're remaking Sex in the City? go on their pilgrimage to Mecca, wouldn't you? I would subscribe to that. I'm not sure how many seasons there'd be. One, maybe two. And then I suspect it would be canceled due to lack of... It'd be the one reality show where people are like, I'm not going to audition for that one. Not interested. But that's what we're dealing with when we're dealing with leftists. You cannot have a serious conversation with these people. You cannot have a serious engagement with these people these are not serious people they're dangerous people honestly they're delusional people to be truthful with you that's who these people are a uh, restaurant in philadelphia was surrounded by a group of these anti-semite jerks because it's owned by a uh, an israeli american and they accused him of genocide. They tear, and the governor of the state was tweeting about it. Josh Shapiro, tonight in Philly, we saw a blatant act of anti-Semitism. Not a peaceful protest. A restaurant was targeted and mobbed because its owner is Jewish and Israeli. This hate and bigotry is reminiscent of a dark time in history. Well, gee, Governor, do you know anybody in position of authority that might be able to do something about this when a mob of people are threatening violence against businesses and business owners because of you know their hate crime laws on the books? It's weird that they're not being charged. 
Now, that uh, Muslim, the horrible situation where that insane person murdered the uh, Muslim baby, that was immediately, they swooped in and said, hate crime, hate crime, hate crime. The, I don't even know, I haven't heard about it in a while, so maybe it it turned out not to be true. But a couple of Palestinian American kids were wearing uh, the Arafat scarf. It's weird how, like, Arafat, chief terrorist, and like, oh, he's a hero, we must wear it. The left really idolizes the weirdest people, the worst people, too. Che Guevara, you go to a, a pride event and look at the Che Guevara shirts, and like, Che Guevara would have murdered you. Something wrong with the gay people out there, the gay liberals, not the regular, not the other people who are just like not into politics, but progressives are progressives first, so I guess it shouldn't be that big of a surprise. But they sit there, they wear their Che Guevara shirts, they go, oh, yes, viva la Che. Like, Che killed people who were gay because they were gay. Che would have hated you, would have hated you. You can embrace Osama bin Laden's letter to America. Oh, he was so right. He would have cut your freaking head off. But you're just so damn stupid, you can't recognize, whatever. Like, good Lord, what is wrong with you people? Some people you just can't reach. Some people you shouldn't try to reach. Some people you just gotta write. Some people are meant to live lives uh, of exemplary uh, character and as an example to other people. And still some other people are just meant to live lives as a cautionary tale. And that's sadly who we're dealing with. What we're dealing with now is these people have to live lives as cautionary tales. They just do. Uh, it's a horrible thing to, while you're writing off all these people. No, I. they've written themselves off. Okay? I'm going to deal with people who are, you know, not over the edge. You can't stop somebody and help somebody once they've already jumped off a cliff. Right? They're floating. They're going down. They're not floating. They're dropping quickly. You, you try and stop. You try and be the catcher in the ride, dare I say, trying to stop people from going over the cliff. The people over the cliff, you've already lost them. They're gone. If you stop all the people from going over the cliff, if you can prevent people from going over the cliff, then maybe you can worry about pillow construction down at the bottom, air mattress construction, box construction, whatever they put down there. But you should stop people from going over the cliff as best you can. Those are the, you take the easy victories first because if you're sitting there trying to have an argument, trying to have a conversation, trying to sort of convince people of reality who have lost touch with reality, you're going to allow more people to lose touch with reality. Once they start flirting with the losing touch with reality is when you need to have a conversation with them. It's when you need to pull them out of the expensive universities and say, I'm not going to subsidize you learning this crap. I'm not going to subsidize your indoctrination. Speaking of which, what? how much do you think Columbia University... Now, it's hilarious to me that they have a school of, uh, of social work. Because you're never, whatever it costs, whatever it costs to uh, get a degree from, you will never earn it back in social work. You'll never cost, well, it's only uh, $10 a semester. You'll probably never earn it back. Let me see. Columbia University tuition. 
Columbia University tuition. It is uh, for the 2021-2022, so this is a year out of date. It's probably up a little bit. Tuition and fees for undergraduates, $63,530. My entire, my entire college experience didn't cost that much. Thank God. $63,530 per year. Now, the School of Social Work, where you're going to come out and you're going to maybe earn, I don't know, what did social workers make? Not a lot of money. Uh, it's weird. There's social workers, there's no big push like teachers. Teachers are heroes. We must have more teachers. Teacher pay is terrible. Nobody's going to social work. The, the left is trying to put everything on social workers. Like, well, we're not sending cops. We'll send in social workers. And most social work students are sitting there going, you're not going to talk to that lunatic with the knife. Shoot him. But the, the vocal ones are like, no, no, we'll, we'll talk him off the edge. Now you go talk him off the edge. Like, wait a second, you volunteered me for this? Hell no. Anyway, neither here nor there. To show you how worthless a degree in social work is and how worthless the school is, Columbia University for almost $70,000 a year. On December 6th, if you're in the New York area, make sure to reserve your room now. They uh, said... The Columbia Social Workers for Palestine Twitter group is setting up a big old meeting for December 6th. It says a significant, they, wrote, they tweet out, we will be having our second teach-in this Wednesday, the 6th at 12 p.m. in room CO3 of the Social Work Building. We will discuss the significance of the Palestinian counteroffensive on October 7th and the centrality of re revolutionary violence to anti-imperialism. See all there. See all there. I do love that. The counteroffensive. It's a counter it wasn't a terrorist attack anymore. Now it's a counteroffensive. Those twelve to fifteen hundred people who they murdered, they were not collateral damage. They were pre especially the children, they were pre military. They killed them before they were able to kill the others. It's preemptive. And then they have, of course, a, a dove, a chain that is being shot by uh, an AK-47 that is shooting out a, a, a poppy, breaking the chain. You're just like, what the hell is wrong with these people? Significance of the October 7th Palestinian counteroffensive teaching and discussion, Columbia School of Social Workroom, blah, 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 from... From 12 o'clock until 1.50 p.m. <laughs> um, you know, oh, well, they got to have these rooms. It's a legitimate pro. Will normal people, will sane people show up and shout these people down? Probably not. Probably not. It's at noon, so most people have class, have work, have things to do, have lives to lead. But this is how the left manages to indoctrinate people. This is how the left managed Because you sit there and you go, how can people be so damn stupid? How is it that people get this stupid? This is how people get this stupid. This is how people get this stupid. And then they run and get elected to Congress. I want to play you this clip, which is the clip I started off to want to play for you. It is Pramia Jayapal, congresswoman from, I believe she's from the state of Washington. She is the chair, or at least was the chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. I think she still is. She is a committed leftist. This is three minutes long, 
but it is possibly the most instructive three minutes you can spend certainly today, probably this week, maybe even this month, except for family-related materials related to the holidays. But she is on C- was on CNN on Sunday and asked by Dana Bash, good old Dana Bash, about the rape of women. There's this huge thing. Part of the invasion, part of the terrorist attack on October 7th was the wholesale rape of women. Not just the murder, but before they murdered them, they raped them. Why? Because they're evil people. They're savages. Their culture, you know, doesn't allow them to see anything but maybe the eyebrows of a a woman and get wildly sexually aroused. It's weird. So much of that uh, culture in the Middle East allows for sex with young boys because sex with women is forbidden unless you're married. Like, that's really kind of weird. But no, you're not allowed to talk about it. They're not allowed to bring it up. You just can't. So they uh, go a little, and I I don't understand the mentality of, well, God made a mistake. And that's why women, women are just too attractive. Men can't control themselves. Men can't be expected to control themselves. So women need to throw a tarp over themselves for their whole lives. Get vitamin D deficiency and rickets. Uh, But uh, because men can't control themselves because nobody wants to tell men to control themselves. Maybe, you know, Allah should have conveyed that a little bit like, hey, and men don't rape and brutalize women if you just see an ankle or, you know, maybe a kneecap or something like that. Let them breed. Let them have their heads out if they want. Like, no, can't do that. Got to cover them from head to toe. It's like every, your marriage night is like Christmas. You get to unwrap a gift and find out whether or not you got uh, a really cool toy or socks. Yeah, it sucks. No wonder everybody's so angry. But when they get the chance, since everybody who isn't, if you're a radical Islamist, not a, not a Muslim, but a radical Islamist, Look, if you buy into the idea that you can get to heaven by murdering people who aren't, uh, and even, uh, you know, sort of tangentially collateral damage murdering people who do share your faith, that's a big problem. But you, you certainly would look at it and you go, well, everybody else who isn't a member of our tribe is subhuman and we can do whatever we want to them. That includes raping them. It doesn't count. You see, murdering is wrong unless it's in the name of uh, if it's a family name and you're protecting your family's honor or it's a non-believer. Then you can murder all you want. Kind of really screwed up, in my opinion. But the same goes for rape. You can't look at women. You can't have sex, premarital sex, blah, 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 blah. Except if it's an infidel, then you can rape the hell out of them. Go to town. What the hell? So they uh, raped a lot of women. And all the left-wing feminist groups are kind of silent about it. When forced to, they do say, rape as a weapon is wrong. It's a violation of the Geneva Conventions. It's not like they, they should be saying, the hell's wrong with these people? This is evil, and they all need to be brought to justice. But no, it's because they're doing it to Jews. Like, you know, the head of the UN women, was asked about this last week on CNN. She spoke for two minutes. Did not mention Hamas at all. She condemned various concepts of brutality toward women. She did not ma- ask a specific question about specific instances that happened recently. 
She refused to condemn them. She danced around the subject. She was like Gavin Newsom at that debate. Oh, yeah, no, look, it's horrible when anybody rapes anybody and blah, 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 blah. But we support women. Like, hey, how about Jewish women? Uh, we support all women. Remember, it was, do black lives matter? All lives matter. You're a racist. Why? I said all lives matter. You're a racist. Do Jewish women matter? All women matter. No, but do Jewish women matter? All women matter. Then there's just silence. Well, Pramia Jayapal, in this clip, you're going to hear her get around to saying, we have to be balanced. In condemnation of rape, in condemnation of Hamas, in condemnation of terrorists, violently sexually assaulting women who did nothing but exist on that day. She wants balance. Now, Pramia Jayapal, just to show you how hypocritical she is and how big of a fraud she was, she was one of the leading voices against Brett Kavanaugh and his nomination to the Supreme Court. Why? Because of the allegations by her, Christine Blase Ford, against Brett Kavanaugh. It was sexual assault. We had to believe all women back when it was Brett Kavanaugh, back when it was a conservative. Back then, on, no, on uh, September 27th, 2018, Premier Jayapal tweeted the following, quote, Dr. Blase Ford has shown herself to be brave, compelling an absolutely credible today. We owe it to her and to sexual assault survivors everywhere to not confirm Kavanaugh. Hashtag Kavanaugh hearings. Hashtag believe survivors. Hashtag believe survivors. With that in mind, I give you the updated version of Premier Jayapal when it comes to Jewish women. I ask you about uh, sexual violence. And the, it's kind of remarkable that this issue hasn't gotten enough attention uh, globally. Widespread use of rape, uh, brutal rape, sexual violence against Israeli women by Hamas. Um, I've seen a lot of progressive women, generally speaking, they're quick to defend women's rights and speak out against using rape as a, as a weapon of war. But downright silent on what we saw on October 7th and what might be happening inside Gaza right now to these hostages. Why is that? I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know that that's true. I think we, we always talk about the impact of war on women in particular. In fact, I remember 20 years ago, I did a petition around the war in Iraq. Have you said, saying have that, you talked about it since oh, October absolutely. 7th? And I've condemned what Hamas has done. I've condemned Specifically all of women? the actions. Absolutely. The, the rape, the, of course. But I think we have to remember that Israel is a democracy. That is why they are a strong ally of ours. And if they do not comply with international humanitarian law, they are bringing themselves to a place that makes it much more difficult strategically for them yeah. to be able to build the kinds of allies to keep public opinion yeah. with them. And frankly, uh, morally, I think we cannot say that one war crime deserves another. That is not what international humanitarian with, with, law says. Okay, with, with respect, I was just asking about the the women, and you turned it back to Israel. I'm asking you about Hamas, in fact. I already answered your question, Dana. I, I said it's 
horrific. And okay. I think that rape is horrific. Sexual assault is horrific. I think that it happens in war situations. Terrorist organizations like Hamas obviously are using these as tools. Mm -hmm. However, I think we have to be balanced about bringing in the outrages against Palestinians. Yeah. 15,000 Palestinians have been killed in Israeli airstrikes, three quarters of whom and it's, are women and children. And it's horrible, but you're, you don't see Israeli soldiers raping um, Well, Dana, I think women. we're not, we're not I, I don't want this to be the hierarchy of oppressions. Right. I think 15,000 people be. have been killed. It shouldn't be, and it, which is horrible. 2.2 million Palestinians live in a 140 square mile area, mm -hmm. which is about the size of Las Vegas, with a population that is four times that of Las Vegas, and, and 1.8 million Palestinians right now are displaced. Can they I are living in shelters. They are being told to move to South Gaza, then South Gaza is being bom yeah. bombed. They're being told to move to North Gaza. There are no homes left. Yeah. The vast majority of infrastructure has been destroyed. This is not the way that we are going to beat terrorism, whether it's Hamas or some well, future iteration of Hamas. Look, it's just not the way. It's not the way. It's just the way and the other thing. And, you know... Let's not get sidetracked by the atrocities that Hamas is committing. Let us focus on what I care about, and that is what? Hating Jews. I don't understand what Jews ever did to the uh, progressive community. They've, a lot of Jews in New York are progressives. They are a uh, majority Democrat supporting and voting block of America. There are just not very many of them, 2.3, 2.4% of the population. You sit there, and just if you think about this objectively, this is a lesson in progressive priorities, in progressive loyalty. The progressive Jews are very loyal to the Democratic Party, and when the chips are down, there's no loyalty reciprocated. None. That's why so many of these prominent Jews in Hollywood and, and in media and, and everywhere are like, oh my God, what the hell is going on here? Where's all this anti-Semitism coming? It's been there. It's All this bigotry has been coming. It's, it's been there. It's been there all along. You just chose not to see it. It was convenient for you not to see it. It was easy for you not to see it. It wasn't necessarily directed toward you. It wasn't necessarily anti-Semitism per se, but it was bigotry. It was bigotry based on appearance, based on skin color, based on gender, based on religion. It might not have been your particular religion at that given moment, but it was there. Now, suddenly that it's open, naked, aggressive anti-Semitism, some of these people are having the veil pulled off their eyes, the blindfolds removed. Bill Ackman, he's a billionaire funder of left-wing causes, and now he's gone. He's a Harvard alum. He's he's stopped giving to Harvard. He has now called on his fellow rich guys to stop giving to Harvard. He is now writing open letters to the administration. One dated on December third, goes into how. The left took over. He's really, his eyes are widely, I don't know who's briefing him on this, but good for them. And may he continue down this journey because he's noticing now that it's directed towards a group of people that he's a member of, 
all the other bigotry out there, all the victimhood being preached, all the oppression being preached, and how anything to fight oppression and colonization is perfectly acceptable. It's, in fact, necessary in order to be free, or whatever they come up with to try and justify. Their, it's amazing how the most racist, the most hate-filled people are like, we're not, we don't hate, we love everybody. Anybody with hate has no home here signs on their front lawn has hate living at least in their attic, if not, you know, in their master suite. You're not allowed to say master suite anymore, but you get the idea. They are the most hateful people. They hate you. They hate me. They hate anybody who disagrees with them. But no, hate has no home. They assume the worst about you. They project the worst on you. They actually project themselves on you. These not, I hate these not, these Nazis are horrible people. I will stand up to their hate. What Nazis? These people who talk about capitalism all the time. Wait a second. What? The Nazis were the National Socialist German Workers Party. They didn't throw that socialist bit in there just for fun. Let's really throw a history for a loop by throwing socialist in there. No, they were committed leftists. That's where all the political violence occurs, or 99% of the political violence in this country and in the world, really, occurs, is on the left. They don't want to admit it. So Ackman is suddenly realizing that anti-white racism is just as bad as anti-black racism, is just as bad as anti-Semitism, and it's really not that difficult that if you get somebody to buy into one type of bigotry, one sort of otherisms of people, uh, one form of hatred. It's not all that difficult to flip it to something else when it's convenient. And so he's drawing attention to it in ways that most normal people can. He's got 909,000 Twitter followers. He has billions of dollars. He has friends who are billions of dollars and hundreds of millions of dollars. He can hit these people where it hurts. Now, it would be nice, and I hope he continues to do this, because he can have a massive impact. He can change these things. It is the leftists who control the hiring process in these universities and at these media organizations, by the way. It'd be nice if Ackman got involved in that, too, and pointing that out. But they, invo- they control the hiring process. They control the tenure process. So you can't, without dramatic changes and probably some, some targeted donations, <laughs> I'll endow a chair uh, or several chairs or a department in this university to counter what the left has already done. That's the only way to get around these people because they, like, they're just not going to give tenure to any conservative professors. They're just not going to. They might throw a bone to somebody every once in a while and sort of say, see, look what we did. But in general, it's 99 to 1. People are waking up. I just hope it's not too late. It's better late than never. But sometimes late is too late. You can realize that the, 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 stock, uh, the stock is crashing, the plane is nosediving, whatever, before it, you know, it's too late. Sometimes it's too late to pull up from that nosedive. Hopefully it's not too late. We've got November. November is coming. Whoever the Republican nominee is, and I'm not just talking about president, whoever the Republican nominee is for dog catcher, whoever the Republican nominee is for anything, is better than the Democrat. 
And you got to work for it and work for each one of them. It can't just be, I only care about the top of the ticket. I only care about, nope. It's everywhere on down. Local is a Petri dish that create, they're the, the local things, the school boards are the Wuhan labs around the country for progressivism. You can have the CEO, you can have the president, but they're still going to be indoctrinating people on the local level. There isn't really much that a president can do about that. A president isn't even going to notice that. Were it not for COVID, how much of the insanity in local school boards and local school districts do you think we would have even noticed? Probably not much. So you've got to get rid of it and combat these people at every level. Getting the presidency is great. Getting your school board is great. Getting your city council is great. Is one better than the other? That's up to you to decide, but they're all important. You can assign degrees to it, but don't lose sight that they're all important. Let's make a break. Sooner or later, we're not going to be able to pull up from this nosedive. We just won't be able to. That's why we got to work now. Knock wood. All right, that's enough for today. I'll let you digest that Premier Jayapal audio. That is really something to behold. Let, let, I don't want to get lost in all this rape talk. Let's pay attention to the big picture. Really? Christine Blasey Ford must be uh, believed no matter what. God, these people are, they're shameless. They're sh- and Dana Bash, by the way, or Dana Bash, by the way, just kind of let it go. Kind of they moved on. Just let it go. Because why? Because why not? They're on the same team, ultimately. I think Dana Bash is sitting there horrified by what Premier Jayapal is saying, but progressives are progressives first. That's the way it works. I'll see you tomorrow.